0: It's a great day to be alive. Uh, this is Yango Kutiang here. Thank you for letting me come into your space wherever you are. So glad that this is the day the Lord has made. And I trust that you are glad. I'm really, really glad. Isn't it interesting? We're soon going to be getting to another year and uh, God has just been doing some marvelous, marvelous things. Are you excited? He's a God of great surprises. I trust that you've been blessed by the messages that have been coming your way. And I'd like to encourage you, help us share those messages, share them as best as you can, tell friends about them. And of course, we'd love to hear from you. Let me also use this opportunity to direct you to our website, www.faithimpactmins.org I've been hearing some good news and uh, different ones have been telling me how these messages have been a blessing to them and actually the kind of results that they've been getting. Some have told me that it's absolutely changed their lives. And I like to believe that it's the same for you. Hallelujah. And so let's dive in today what we're going to be, uh, what the Lord's got in store for us. And uh, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and I bless your holy name for such a day and a time like this. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us life and you've kept us alive for such a time as this. And Father, we look to you, Lord, to demonstrate yourself Father, we believe God for the great, we believe you, Lord, for the greater things you said will be seen. And trust you, Lord, that our lives will be impactful. We'll not only get our needs met, but in turn, we'll be able to help others to connect with you in such a different and powerful way. And Father, we build your kingdom, and expand your kingdom like never before. We glorify and praise your name, O oh God, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And so today, we're going to be looking at this aspect of prayer once again. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the enterprise of prayer, your enterprise of prayer. You know, prayer should be an enterprise, a business, something very profitable in your life. You know, Jesus made a statement right there in Luke 18, verse 1. This is a favorite scripture of mine concerning prayer. It says, uh, one day, I'm reading here from the NLT. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Did you get that? Always pray and never give up. King James says men ought always to pray and never faint. So we should never give up praying. One translation actually says that. Never give up praying. And I'm going to also proceed here to read Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. I believe there's something God really wants us to drive in, or drive home here where prayer is concerned. And I trust and believe that you are ready to receive. And importantly, we want to change and changing and conforming to the excellent and perfect image of Jesus. Right here in Ephesians 6 verse 18, it says, praying in the spirit at all times. In fact, let me go ahead here to the New King James. So he said, pray in the Spirit at all times. But King James here, uh, verse 18 here, King James, uh, sorry, New King James I meant to say, not King James. is says, praying always. Do you get that? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance. You know, prayer requires perseverance. Perseverance, not just while you're praying, yes. There are times, you know, we, we kneel to pray and before long we think, oh my goodness, it's so uncomfortable. We are fidgeting and all of that. It's like, My, can I survive this? And you think you've been praying for a while. And next thing you look at your watch and you see, oh, I've only been praying 10 minutes or eight minutes or something like that. Well, perseverance is needed there. And uh, why is that perseverance? Because your flesh will fight you. As long as you've been praying, your flesh would always keep fighting you. And then... But it says here, praying always without prayer and supplication in the Spirit, we watchful to this end all perseverance and supplication for all sins. Well, the only way we can pray for all sins is by the Holy Ghost. And we're going to see reference to that. You already made the point that we pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So, supplication for all sins. And for me, that utterance will be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So we know, we're told here, praying in the Spirit. And that's exactly what I'm going to be focusing on. We're talking about praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. And the only way we can be very effective this way is by the Spirit. Let me kind of take us back and highlight a few things again. Some of this will bear repeating from my previous messages. You know, the disciples went to Jesus. They saw him heal the sick healed lepers, even raised the dead and did all kinds of things. They never approached him and said, well, teach us, you know, to do healings or miracles or even to preach. They never said any of those, even though to them it was all a marvel to them. But what do you hear them say? They you heard them say, Lord, teach us to pray. We see that in Matthew chapter 6. Lord, teach us to pray. See, prayer has to be a profitable enterprise for every believer. You must have a life of prayer. If life must be meaningful for you and you want life to be meaningful and different and powerful and glorious, you must make a business of prayer. Hallelujah. You know, let's go back. How did we get to praying in the Spirit? Talking about praying in the Spirit. You see, it came about as a result of being filled with the Holy Ghost. After being filled with the Holy Ghost, we began speaking in tongues. From that day, you got your prayer language. It wasn't just to be, supposed to be a sign that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. but it's supposed to proceed from there to be a means of uh, fellowship, communion with God, and also for, for us to pray. You know, Paul made the statement, he says, I speak in tongues more than you are. He made that statement. And then in 1 Corinthians 4 2, Paul says, He says, If anyone speaks in tongues, that speaks, on, on, speaks in, in tongues, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. How be it in the Spirit? It's now in the Spirit. So when we're speaking in tongues, we're praying in tongues, we're doing that in the Spirit. He speaks divine secrets. So what's happening? We are praying right from the pit of our belly, from where our spirit is, by passing our minds. And the Holy Ghost is giving us words to come to our lips. Right there in Samaria, when Philip went there, and then Peter and John, see the whole city already had a revival going, you know, as a result of Philip's ministry. And uh, Peter and John were sent that they might be filled with the Holy Ghost. And when they arrived there, so one of the the things that teaches us is that, you know, we need need one another in, in the ministry. You see, I just read there in uh, verse 19. Paul says, and for me, so we need to pray for ministers. But it's interesting, Philip the Evangelist, a minister on his own right, went to minister to that nation or those people in Samaria, and they got born again. There was such a revival in the city. But, you see, the next thing was for them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, back, you see, when you look at the New Testament, it already takes it for granted. It expects every one of us that when they were born again, that the next thing that should follow is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In fact, one of the the ways I do it, and we do it, is that once people get born again, right after that, you get them filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the pattern we see in the scriptures. You see, you know, some people just get so overly concerned or being sick or sensitive, or, you know, we should be sensitive to those who are seeking, you know, uh, 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 the Lord, or seeking spiritual leadings or guidance or things like that. But let's get some things clear. None of us came into this world speaking in tongues. To begin with, it was foreign to every one of us. Now, if God says something is important for us and it's a gift for his children, it is important. When people get born again, it's our place to let them know what has happened to them. And then to explain to them, now that they are children of God, God has another gift for them as children of God, a gift to empower them, give them divine ability to live and function in this life in vital communion and fellowship with God, by God coming to fill them up by His Spirit. When people are enlightened and explained to, and they explain to, and the scriptures are read to them to let them know exactly what this is, didn't you notice in in uh, uh, John seven thirty seven, Jesus on that great day of the feast said, anyone that thirsts. See, when people are born again, they already come to realize they're lost. Then they come to Jesus. Right there. They want more. They want more. They are thirsty. And Jesus said, anyone that thirsts, let him come to me and drink. What an opportunity for them to drink. This is out of their belly as a result of them drinking. Out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. So when people get filled with the Holy Ghost, right there, it's not just for us to get saved and then we just go minding our own business, nothing else. God has a job for us here. He's got us here for a purpose. And that purpose must be accomplished. So what do we do with that? We get people filled with the Holy Ghost. And when people get to fill with the Holy Ghost, it connects them with their purpose in this life. It connects them. They know they don't live unto themselves. There is an, a hunger for God and the things of God that they need, which overwhelms them and then just keeps having them drinking again and again and again. Hallelujah. So as I begin to say that, people, the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. So when Peter and John went over there to Samaria to get those who were filled with the Holy Ghost, They went to do exactly that. However, Simon the sorcerer, who had held the nation captive, helped held these people captive with the satanic bondage. He saw that the Holy Ghost was given, saw these people speaking in tongues. He wanted it. He he saw the value in it. He saw how desirable these things. This is a man who already had, should I say, all kinds of lying wonders and signs amongst the people. Yet when he saw the real deal, he wanted it. Yes, I know he wanted the ability to impart it, but I could just say he wanted it also for himself. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to, I want to really have us in this way. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now let me begin to break a few things here down here. So once you get born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, you already have your prayer language. You can almost tell the moment you start praying, you're praying, you know, you wake up in the morning, you start praying. You can start praying at will. You can start praying at will, in tongues. Paul says, I will, pray the, I will pray in the spirit, I'll pray in my understanding. So the same way you can pray with your natural language and all that, you can also pray in tongues. So when you start praying like that, as it were, maybe just waking up from the cold or whatever, you're praying by your prayer language. Now, as you begin to pray, and I'll tell you this, focus on Jesus. Don't have your mind roaming all over the city, the things you need to do. Our minds have a tendency to do that. While you're praying, your mind can be roaming all over the place. Keep anchoring it back to Jesus, his word. But you keep persisting. Keep persisting, praying the Holy Ghost. And as you keep praying, you keep praying. It's like you're leaving the realm of the natural, you're pressing in there into the realm of the Spirit, you will get to a place, it's like you hit a gusher, where it's like, it's so easy to pray, it's flowing out of you. That's really what we might say, you see, when the Holy Ghost is really taking hold with you, like Romans 8 says, the Spirit helps our infirmity in other it takes hold with us. So the Holy Ghost takes hold with us. There's an anointing, a gusher, you're flowing. It's like the, 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 the rivers Jesus is talking about, the right river of life is flowing out of you. Yes, it's blessing you, but it's also reaching out to bless others. As you are doing that, hallelujah, you see, you're praying by the anointing. Keep praying it, pray into that place. That is where you can shape your future, even change the present. This is so marvelous. I'll share with you an example. I'll share with you. You know, the first time I experienced this, this was back in 1980, February 27. That's the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost. So after I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I uh, had a dedicated time just to pray like Daniel. So three times a day. So this afternoon I was praying. I was in the city of Benin, away from home in Lagos, Nigeria. So I was in the city of Benin, staying with my aunt, and I was praying and praying, and my tongues was not sounding the same. It was sounding croaky. It was sounding heavy. And uh, the, the devil was trying to get me to quit praying. In fact, he kept telling me, don't pray. Your tongues are about to run out. Because he, he brought that scripture in King James with groanings which cannot be uttered. So he told me they can't be uttered, so don't pray them. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. He just kept impressing me gently, praying. So I prayed that. I prayed that through. I prayed it to when I got a release. Hallelujah. Well, this was my first experience in this area, so I made a note of the time and date and everything. My intention was when I saw a more eligible believer, I'll share with them and they'll tell me what was going on with me. But before I could do that, a week afterwards, I got a mail from home. And when I checked it, an interesting event happened in the house. Happened back home. Well, a cousin of mine had her younger sister and they were in the balcony, playing the balcony of the home, a a, a one-story building, the way we have our homes built, outside just having fun. Her sister was a baby, just barely about a year old. And they were playing, just having fun, and just horsing around. And before she knew, she was carrying her sister. So her sister dropped from her arms and her sister was heading, heading over the railing, the guardrails, over the railing, and heading down, down to concrete. She screamed with her eyes closed, expecting this, the girl, her, her baby sister is gone. Well, after screaming and she opened her eyes, the baby's dress, just a part of her dress, was hooked onto a railing right there. That baby was suspended in mid-air, and she, the baby was rescued. Glory be to God. And so when I saw that that day, The Spirit just witnessed in my heart. Hey, that's what you were praying about. That's what you were praying about. Some years afterwards, I remember on a Sunday morning, I just had this evidence as well to keep praying. I just kept praying and praying and praying and praying. And because of my praying, I found myself, I turned to a cousin of mine that was staying with us. I don't even know why I said this to her. I said, is your mom traveling today? That's all I said. She said, I don't know. I haven't wondered why I asked her. Well, I made a note of the time and everything else. Well, just that same week, Tuesday, this was Sunday, by Tuesday, we got word. Her mom was traveling at that same time I was praying. And what happened was, as she was, you know, uh, as, uh, she was traveling from one city in Nigeria to the other, and she had this uh, American Bronco vehicle, GM, this, uh, bro- this Bronco as a, you know, vehicle, Bronco, Bronco. And as it happened, they had a a blowout, and that car went careening down a ravine. But interesting, what had happened was that vehicle had um, overtaken another vehicle, and they had gone ahead of them. And so the passengers in the car behind them were admiring the vehicle. And uh, eventually, they overtook them and went ahead of them. And so when they went ahead of them, they stopped at a a gas station, a petrol station, where they bought fuel. And so at this point in time, when they bought fuel, the Bronco was far behind them because they had overtaken them now. So they bought fuel right there. And after buying fuel, the driver just thought, think about it. How about that American vehicle that was behind us? It should have come by right now. And this is a driver that had passengers in it. And he said, you know what? There was, we didn't pass any city way back. And there. something must have happened. Let me turn back and go and see what has happened to them. And when he turned around and went down, that, that he saw that the vehicle had gone into a ravine somewhere. And so that's how they were rescued. And interestingly, my aunt, none of, them, none of their lives were harmed. Nobody was harmed, except for the fact that my aunt would have lost an eye, except for she just had a tiny scratch just right beneath an eye. What am I saying? See, one of the things praying in the Spirit does for us is that we can pray into the future. We can also pray concerning the present and change the present. See, praying in the Spirit. In fact, you can pray way, months and a year thereabout, and even beyond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, if you're just depending on praying in your understanding, in other words, mental praying, you can only pray what you know. You only pray what you know, and all you can do is pray to change it. How about praying ahead of time, shaping things before you get there? I've noticed there are times I've been in some places. That was my first time being in those places. And you know what? When I got there, it seemed so familiar. Things fell into place for me, and it was just a glorious time. Hallelujah. Now, I talked about us praying like that. See, this is a divine form of praying. The first time I prayed like that, when I really pressed in, I mean, when I said I started in the cold, you know, I wasn't moved by this with That, you know, time back in uh, 1980, I just had this burden. I pray. So there are times that you wake up and you have a burden. So the Holy Ghost is already prompting you. But there are times you don't even have a burden. You're just praying, stirring yourself up, just like Daniel stirred himself up. And so I remember I did that one time, just praying from the cold. And you know what? I prayed. It took me close to about four hours, about three hours, 45 minutes. <laughs> yes, before I hit that gusher. And when you're in that place, that's where the great things of life happen. That's where the things you're desiring happen. Listen, you're a parent out there your children are away from you, or even they may not be away from you. You've shared with them, you're praying for them, you've taught them what you know to do. This is a vital tool that we have to be able to influence and impact their lives. Hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Friend, I challenge you, over this next one month, determine you're going to take a time a certain time of the day to pray and press in by the Spirit. And one of those days, yeah, you may decide, well, maybe all I can do right now is an hour a day. But beyond that, you can start out an hour a day and you should be doing an hour a day. I mean, that's what I advise anyway. But eventually, one of these days, even between now and then, determine, I'm going to do two hours. From there, do three hours. And do one day, just one day like that. Do three hours. After you've done three hours, press beyond that. As you do that, this is to help you get to that place where you hit the gusher. When you get to that place where you hit the gusher, pray till you have a note of victory. Pray till you are rejoicing or singing or laughing. Do it. Hallelujah. Now, here's the thing. Once you hit that gusher, look, that you, you, it's like you have your spiritual antenna up. Maintain it on a daily basis. Hallelujah. That's where the great things of life happen. Friend, my time has slipped away from me. It's been a joy and a pleasure to come your way. I'm going to pick up from here next time. Please, I'd love to hear what your experience and testimony, uh, whatever testimonies you have. Let you hear those testimonies. Share them with me. I'll be glad to hear them. God bless you. Don't forget, it's indeed a great day to be alive. Hallelujah. And help us share this message far and wide. And I'd love to hear from you.